This is the Motor Cop Chronicles podcast with the midweek news. Join your hosts, Iceman and Holstera, two law enforcement professionals ready to offer their unfiltered opinions on the latest news from the world of law enforcement. No filters, no edits. So be warned, the content may be upsetting to some listeners. Sit down and hold up. This may get a little bumpy. Welcome to Motor Cup Conference Podcast. Midweek news. I'm your host, Iceman. Got a special co-host, my wife, over here. Hey, y'all. Bam. Uh, something come up with Holstera. Uh, I guess I'll find out later. And Freebird has a uh, fuzzy hat meeting tonight. So I suckered her into <laughs> helping me out because she really didn't want to. So uh, she, we used to do another podcast together. So at least she's not like a scared of it or something like that what's up aa ron hey aaron so if you want a good cigar go to my com and use motor cop 15 and you will get 15 percent off of your order they're delicious so go get you one of those uh let me run over jump over here to the patreons because uh, to help me pay the bills, if you would like to uh, get more Motor Cop Chronicles, you can join the Patreon. Uh, extra episodes, videos, and all kind of other stuff. There's a seven-day free trial you can also try out. Or if times are tough, which I understand, you can. I'm gonna continue to put out the free stuff. Uh, we're gonna. We got Mr. Uh, William Gbo and. Uh, Chad Jenkins is our hangarounds, and then we got uh, Mr. John Demink is a full crew member. Dan Carlson with Burley Boards, uh, T Bird, Mr. Jim Pocrant, who's in the chat, is on uh, Short Track, uh, Short Track Podcast, Short Track Guys Podcast for uh, your racing and stuff like that. Mr. Hobby Hobson, a truck driver. Got A.A. Ron uh, from My Headset Podcast. He's probably going to call in with us on one of our stories later. We got Mr. Z. Palmer. We got Roy Spaulding. That's Roy with S, not Roy with P. We got JoJo, our favorite girl from down under. She is in the chat for a little while anyway. We got Miss Kaylee Norris and Natasha from Washington. And we got our OG uh, crew member, Melissa Holstein. Always appreciate every single one of them. Also, if you'd like any Motor Cop merch, shirt I got on, shirt she's got on, you need to go to MotorCopChronicles.com or you can go to the Motor Cop Chronicles Etsy store and uh, pick stuff out there also. All that being said, really fast, we got, uh, like I said, we got Billy G. says, Happy Wednesday over there on the YouTube. Oh, hey, hey, Ron is here. We got uh, Alex uh, Pethos in there. Says the real boss is on tonight. That's right. Hey, JoJo. Oh, JoJo says she is on a three-day break. What? Is it a holiday over there? You just took some uh, time off. Like I said, we we were missing you for a little while. Like I said, we didn't know if a kangaroo had gotten you, if you'd like knocked yourself out with a a, a boomerang or what had happened. So everything's going to be a little bit different tonight. Uh Bam has uh, n- did not get any of the stories whatsoever. <laughs> so I got uh, like 10 videos. So most of them are on videos. We're going to watch it. Uh, I'll most likely do most of the 
commentary on them, and she'll give us some of her input also. Oh, stress leave. I need some of that, some stress leave myself. I sure do. Uh, all right, so I guess we're going to jump on into it over here. The first one we have is uh, some uh, a Connecticut officer, uh, police department in Connecticut. Uh, she got in. There's a female officer got dispatched to, uh, I believe, a disturbance. And uh, she goes in. Uh, bad guy ends up getting shot. We're going to watch this. And then I'm going to break it down. I, I watched, I saw this video also earlier today on uh, Leo Roundtable. <laughs> I had some comments on it then also. And some of them agreed with me also. So let's jump over here to this video and we'll watch it. Now, then we'll talk, then we'll talk about it. But that's basically what it is. She got dispatched to a disturbance. Of course, there's no sound in the beginning. All right, gotta stop. Okay, one. Because I just have to go back right here. See when he swatted at her the first time? Yeah, but he got her the second time. Well, he, well, he swatted, still put his hands on her. He's being aggressive. At this moment, she should have went hands on, put this dude in the dirt on that floor, face down. Should have been hands on. Guy would have done that to me. I'd have been hands on. I'd have drove him to the ground and started cuffing him. Well, I don't understand. A lot of places, they, two people go. I don't know if backup is in, in route or what, but uh, he's obviously he's obviously very, very aggressive. She has no officer presence whatsoever. She does not have a command presence whatsoever. So, but first of all, he she, she should be fighting with him right now, hands-on. Or she should have pulled her taser out right right at this moment and shot him with the taser and put him in the dirt right now. He's already put his hands on you and he's aggressive. So we're going to keep on going. Do not. Stop. Stop. If you want your taser. I don't know what kind of uh, a grip she's supposed to, what she's doing. Hold on. You got to hold to his arm. Put him in a straight arm bar, wrist lock him, drive him into the ground. So. She didn't ask him, said, you want to get tased? She done said it twice now. Why threaten at this point to the taser? Pull it out and use the damn thing. And we say, she missed. She hesitating. He knew it was coming. So she done missed with the taser. Now she done tackled her cheating. Now she's out the door unclosed. Now, this could turn into a barricaded subject at this point. Put it down! Put it down! He's got a knife in his hand. Put the knife down! Put it down! Put it down! I'm going to shoot you! Put it down! 
I don't know what I like talking is on the radio. She didn't radio it and say he's got a knife. Uh, she should have said he's got a knife. Send me back up. That dispatch should have 1033 the net, which means no traffic on it except for emergency traffic. I don't know what this guy is talking and stuff like that. I got him at some point. Still got the knife. Put the knife down! Put it down! I'll come after you right now. Drop the knife! Police! Drop the knife! Drop the knife! One, two, three, four, five, six. Shots fired. Multiple shots fired. Six shots. She's at close quarters. First of all, why are you shooting and trying to keep the mic at the same time? Forget about the radio at this point. I don't know where these other bullets were going. I'm sure they had to hit something. One bullet hit this man. One bullet. Six shots, one bullet hit this man. Close quarters. At that distance and that range, she should have put all at least at least all six of them in. So and one of them hit him in the thigh. I got the knife, I got the knife. And that's the end of it. Oh, uh, the video. Why would you talk try talking? I mean I can I mean I'm trying not trying to Monday morning quarterback, but well, she's trying to run backwards, shoot her gun, and talk on the radio. We train to take steps back while you're firing your weapon at close quarter. At this distance right here, this distance right here, she she should not. First of all, she's be calling while she's still worried about the radio. Two hands on her gun, backing up. She should still be hitting him center mass. She had two hands on it right there. Missed. Obviously jerking the trigger because she hit him in the thigh, which was like right around here at this range. So she's jerking it down. Yeah. So just all kind of thank God she didn't get hurt, but uh uh yeah, that's definitely gonna be a training video. She needs to go back to the range in uh some defensive tactics schools and stuff like that. Uh I felt embarrassed for her. <laughs> Billy said no. Yeah, she shouldn't have hesitated. Uh, Kelly's like, I wouldn't have allowed him to invade my space down for the count. Yeah, she should have done something to him. Uh, yeah, I saw her tattoo. I'm not sure court what it was. And, uh, JoJo said someone has been drawing on her arm. <laughs> and Billy's like, yeah, that, yeah that, that's where some bullets were going in that house. And, uh, yes, Kelly's right. Someone needs firing. She definitely needs some more firearms training. I don't like beating up on, on other cops or nothing like that, but that could have went all kind of different ways bad. It's in the apartment complex and you missing, those bullets could have could have hit an innocent person and, and all kind of shit like that. So, yeah, that was that. Somebody definitely needs, she has no officer presence. She has no command presence or nothing like that. So, good thing she didn't get hurt. 
he got arrested, uh, of course, but uh, like I said, he didn't die. He should have had six six bullets center mass. He should have blew his heart out the, the back of his chest there, putting that many bullets in him. But uh, that's what happened. Got to train, people. Everybody's got to train. This next one right here, we're still in Connecticut. We'll pull the story up. This is kind of a, a crappy story. That's why I put it on there. First, we got a picture of the car right there. The uh, uh, the Connecticut, uh, I think it's a state trooper in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh, Anyway, they had 10 vehicles all together were involved in crashes. Uh, no major injuries, thank God. They had two state police units that were uh, crashed in this incident. The wrecks begin shortly after 11 p.m. Uh, truck was leaking and uh, caused extremely slick conditions on the interstate. A motorcycle rider even lost control and fell into the road. He ended up in the hospital with minor injuries. Vehicles were crashing into each other and the concrete barriers. Tractor trailer skidded into the Park State Trooper unit, which then struck a second park cruiser and a median. Both cruisers were unoccupied, which is good, because uh, if not, that 18-wheeler might have killed them. Uh, they had a total of 10 vehicles in the incident. Northbound lanes were closed for several hours while they were trying to clean up this mess. They did find the driver of the truck that was leaking because uh, uh, somebody saw the name of the company on it. It was H.I. Stone and Son. They called. They got the driver. They pulled him over made him wait for police. He did get arrested and charged with reckless driving, careless endangerment, and failing to secure a load. He got out on jail on $25,000 bond. What was he leaking to uh, cause such... Was the leak coming from the truck or his trailer or what? It was coming from his load. Oh, well. Because he was, was carrying. Oh, it was a tanker. And this is what his load was. Shut up. Why has my name got to be on it? <laughs> he was carrying a big load of shit. It was a one of them human. It was a waste truck full of poop. <laughs> and it was, it was leaking shit all over the road. And. <laughs> And everybody crashed in the shit. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Well, it's probably the shittiest crash shitty any of those <laughs> troopers ever worked. <laughs> She's a better shot than her. Yeah, it, it was. It was a big truck full of shit. <laughs> oh no! And the shit caused the crash. Could you imagine the smell out there? Like the amount of shit it would have to be to cause slides on the <laughs> on the road. It was a shit ton of shit, obviously. Go roads. To think that the firemen had to go out there and wash it off, probably. But anyway, that was a. That's why I said it's a. That was a shitty story. That was very shitty. I wish they'd had pictures of the shit on the road, but I, I couldn't find any of those. Ew. There'd been some shitty pictures. Yes, it was an extremely crappy situation. <laughs> I actually have had uh, a call like this before, not with all the crashes, but uh, it was a waste truck coming out of uh, one of these chemical plants 
that uh, a latch or something come undone and all of this shit and stuff fell out on the road. The only difference was is this had already, they got their own processing plant and this had already been processed down and it was actually like dry and it didn't have no smell or nothing to it. I don't know what they used it for, but they had to bring out like bulldozers and shit to get the shit out of the road. It goes through like this mixing process of like. Why would you know about shit? Um, because we have loads that go to our landfill from these plants and they have to go through a process where the sludge is transformed into a solid waste. Yeah. But anyway, then they use it to plant tomatoes in and make ketchup. Oh my God. Shitty ketchup. That's the ketchup they put in the McDonald's packets. It's made from turds. Delicious. <laughs> it's worse than running over a skunk. I'm, I'm sure it was. That was sure was. Well, Aaron, let me plug you up here. If you want to call me, this is uh, the story. This is in the state of Illinois. Uh, Illinois, or however you say it. Everybody always says I say it wrong. Uh, the Supreme Court up there has like totally, the Illinois Supreme Court has totally fuck shit up uh do not uh go to the state coming up because it's going to be extremely dangerous uh got a video also so let me uh pull it up that's where we start tonight at six it is official after a long polarizing battle illinois is the first state in the country to get rid of cash bail the illinois supreme court decision to uphold the controversial safety act announced today cbs2 investigator megan hickey reports on what it all means megan hickey. Lavette Mays has been hoping for an end to cash bail since her 14 month stay here at the cook county if that is her maiden name i bet you she got all kind of shit in school What's your last name being Hickey? I would say so. Or she got any hickeys in school. She got any hickeys, and she got a long neck, so it's a possibility of it. And the ear thing she has in her ear right here makes her, makes her look like her ears I freaking just push it de- back in. Looks like it's deformed. Look at it. It looks like, like some growth. Fix it. She says she's still dealing with the repercussions, and she says she's happy that finances will no longer play a part as to whether someone is detained. I don't think my family and um, other people, you know, that was around me would have suffered as much as I had suffered um, because I couldn't afford to pay my bond. In 2015, Lavette Mays was charged for an altercation involving a family member. Because she couldn't pay her bond, she spent four... Hello. Hey, hey, Ron. Hello. <laughs> there you are. Uh, hey, Aaron's going to talk to us with the story also because he lives in this this state. He, yes, he does. <laughs> he might think it's kind of like uh, that crash story. Full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let me finish playing this video and then we'll talk about it. This lady right here who's saying, oh, I'm so happy. Well, she's, you know, she went, she wouldn't be in jail if don't get put in jail. You want to worry about bond. Eighteen months in jail, separated from her children and unable to work for five hundred and seventy-one days because I couldn't afford to pay my bond, which was um, the twenty-five thousand, and it made me lose my home. It made me lose my business. Mays ultimately took a plea deal and was sentenced to no additional jail time. 
She's delighted to hear that in two months, cash bonds like hers won't exist in the state of Illinois. This is not 100% um, get out of jail, like I said, free card. We will still be going by the laws of the, of the state of Illinois. It just helped people who are in lower incomes be able to get up and go to work, take their kids to school, and all of this. It's just Well, if you wasn't in jail... <laughs> And what did she do to have such a high bond? Yeah, I mean, this, to me, it couldn't have been a misdemeanor. I don't know, Aaron, do you know about it? $25,000 bond around here, you done committed a felony. Yes. Yeah, that's generally a felony uh, level of money. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it may not be a hard felony, but it's no. still a felony. <laughs> yeah, I mean, around here, I mean, you get popped with a misdemeanor, it's like a $500 bond. So, I mean, you got $25,000 bond. That means you don't got to me. You got hit with a felony. She got credit for time served. I mean, but I mean, then she's like, "Oh, it's going to help people." Well, don't get your ass arrested. And you don't have to worry about losing your job. Yeah, as a general rule, you know that's kind of common sense. But then again, around here, common sense don't really mean much. <laughs> so let her finish talking. Hush that's up, what baby. it is. The state's highest court overturned a ruling by a Kankakee County judge that the law ending cash <coughs> bail was me. unconstitutional. This means that as of September 18th, judges can no longer require people charged with a crime to pay a specific mm -hmm. amount of money to leave jail while they await I'm sorry, time. did I call in too early? Judges will only be allowed to <laughs> keep someone thing. in jail if they're deemed a threat to public safety. No, stand by. We just, I was just finishing off the video. Okay, uh, yeah. But we can, the rest of us, fine. Basically, uh, if you get arrested in your state now, it sounds like, uh, the only way you can be held in jail is if you are deemed a threat to the public. So who's the deciding factor on who's deeming who's a threat? Yeah, that's actually kind of the big thing about it is it's kind of based on when they arrest you and book you. And they say, well, let's see, do, you, do we think this guy's actually, you know, a menace or are we going to let this nice honor roll student that was just in the wrong place at the wrong time back on the streets so he can, like, go shoot the witnesses and whatnot? Because uh, kind of seems like the way it's it's trending at this point. Bam, actually, if you kill somebody, it means they'll probably keep you in jail. I said, well, what happens if you got a lawyer that makes a good case? I was like, well... He's he's not a bad guy. He was just trying to kill that one person. So he's not a threat to nobody else because he already killed that person. So if they have a target yeah, in mind, if they don't, then they're a danger to society? Yeah, it's it's basically, it's a very poorly defined proposition at this point. Because they're saying as long as they can say, oh, well... You know, there's no imminent threat. And that's the other thing, too. It's not even that he's not a general threat. It's not that he's it's that the offender is not an imminent threat. So. So, yeah, it's kind of like you said, oh, if, if you already popped the whoever it is you're mad at, well, you're not a threat to them anymore because they're already in a box. And y your word is good enough that you get to come back and you promise you'll show up when the judge says so. And you won't do nothing else wrong until until you got to go explain why you shot, you know. Your, your buddy down the street and it was just all a big misunderstanding 
They better get some money together to buy a whole bunch uh, to hire more cops just to go people pick people up on. But 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 even if they miss court though, you can't hold them in jail for missing court because they're not a threat. They just miss court, so you just go pick them up and give them a new court date and just let them back out. Yeah, that's and, basically it. You bring them down to the down to the central and you say, okay, now here's your new court date that you're going to blow off. You, you make sure you know, you stay out of trouble until then. So basically, you, you just know, keep missing court for you could you could drag a case out. Uh, let's say it's a nonviolent uh, drug offense. You're selling drugs, so you're nonviolent, so they let you out. So I just don't go to court. Oh, I forgot. So you know, six months to a year doesn't pass. Then how long is it going to take them to eventually find you again? Probably until you get either pulled over or arrested for another crime. So then they're going to yeah. give you they're going to give you another court date because you're still not violent. So you could drag a court case out for, you know, a decade. Yep, right, right up to the statute of limitations point. Yeah. So, good luck living over there. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. I don't know a lot of people who are. I mean, <laughs> y'all must have a real uh, liberal Supreme Court also. Yeah. Well, that's and honestly, it's it's going to get worse too because, like, the new mayor elect for Chicago is put forward as upcoming plans, and there ain't a whole lot about accountability or responsibility or anything else that's going to do any good for this situation. It's just, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, well, he's you know, don't talk bad about the 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 little uh, the the scholars. Yeah, no, they're all on their way to church to go see Mama on, uh, you know, go go read to the blind homeless and shit. I really did not think that you could do worse than Beetlejuice. And yeah, no, Chicago took it as a challenge. And they elected this idiot. It's like, can we find somebody worse than Beetlejuice? Oh, look. Here's what's his face over here. Let's elect him. Yeah, here's and and you know he's putting forward propositions already where, you know, every child born within the city limits of Chicago will have a scholarship fund set up for them at birth. Really, y'all must say now yeah, they must have a ginormous just extra money in their budget, right? Yeah, well, no, I think he's going to use all the money that was going to the police budgets for that because. Uh, it's not looking real uh, solid for the officers in, in, in Chicago. I mean, their, their recruitment's down a whole lot. Well, why, I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head. But. Why would anybody want to go work to be a Chicago cop when you can't do your job? So, you know, the bad guy's out of jail before I even finished my report. Yeah, it seems to be pretty much the way of it. and it, It'll be interesting to see how this uh, how this works because I'm personally where I live I'm more on the outskirts of the Chicago metropolitan area and even though the state has passed some really stupid ass laws I don't think it kind of necessarily sinks in with the more uh, the more scholarly element of that town that 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 crap don't fly when you come out in the suburbs (laughs) and uh, all that means is the guy whose house you try to break into that puts a couple in you he's not going to go to jail either no that's true i mean so, so, i mean it's just yeah. all right just give me my my uh my my manslaughter ticket let me go 
<laughs> give me give me my court date and my ticket. I'll I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, wink, wink. Oh, Duke is in a thing. He of course, on the, on the other hand, they're not the huge fans of self-defense around here, so that might get yeah. complicated. Yeah, I mean, y'all do have some – well, the city itself, I, I guess the whole state has some messed up uh, gun laws. Well, yeah, but that – I mean, you can pretty much tie it down to the two major metropolitan areas in this state because – you get you get outside of the two big two or three big cities, and it's it, it's way more red than you'd think. Problem is population population density lends itself to the uh, more more uh, dumbass mindset when it comes to you know personal liberties and things. Yeah. Well, all right, we're gonna move on. I appreciate you calling in. Hey, no problem. Uh, keep keep putting out them them good episodes. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm I'm trying. You know, thank, thanks for giving me the opportunity to come in and put my two pennies in. Ah, uh, we'll get you on again. We'll All right, for sure. Live. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye. All right, cool. Thanks. Talk to you later. All right, Duke is look look at him. He is in rare form yeah, tonight. I, he's been over here rooting up under me. I don't know what's <laughs> yep, going on. Yeah, there he's. Yep. Now he's in. What are you doing, buddy? Stop. Look, stop. <laughs> I hear him sniffing. <laughs> He is in rare form. Uh, I don't know what was. No, go get down. It, it might be throwing him off with me being in yeah, there. Yeah, I think it is because you're usually not in here. You're messing him up. I can go back in there. Nope. <laughs> uh, let's see where we're at. This next one here kind of pretty much pisses me off. Uh, I'm going to play the uh, original story. Yes, Duke does love me. Don't get close to her, though. Don't get close to her because uh, Freebird was walking towards the show or something when he reached out and put his calf in his mouth. He didn't yeah. chomp down, but he did let him know uh, that. Well, he wrapped his paw yeah, around he, his leg. He, he let him know, said, hey, I'm right here. I will bite you. Yeah. Hearing his voice on this podcast kicked my Yeah, well, oh, Aaron's been on a couple times. We had him on live helping us out and stuff, too. Uh, but th- this was a, about an LAPD cop that got murdered about a year ago by some gang members. We talked about it on here. Uh, him and his girlfriend were out looking at houses, and he got robbed, and they ended up killing him. I'm going to play the original story, and uh, we, we're, we're going to talk about it because uh, the, the gang members— Before we start uh, tonight at 6, it is official after a long, polarizing battle. The gang members took a plea right, deal. This press conference just wrapped up a few minutes ago, and federal prosecutors are charging— Three alleged gang members and an associate with federal charges, and that's because Sheriff Alex Villanueva says he did not want local district attorney George Gascon prosecuting this case because he says Gascon was not adding to plan, was not planning to add gang enhancements. Now, take a look. We want to show you the names of these suspects. The suspects are identified as 29-year-old Luis Alfredo de la Rosa Rios, 22-year-old Ernesto Cisneros, 34-year-old Jesse Contreras. An 18-year-old Haley Grisham, who is the girlfriend of one of the alleged gang members. And at a federal level, they're charged with violent crime and aid of racketeering, which carries a potential death penalty and minimum life sentence in federal prison with no parole. And Sheriff Villanueva says they did not want District Attorney Gascon prosecuting this case. Take a listen. If the district attorney, that's their prosecutorial stance, we we have the fast forward. Uh, with pictures, that's that's uh, the LAPD guy that got that got murdered. 
even the young young guy. Uh, see, I think they got the pictures of the pieces of shit that killed him. Thought they did. All right, we go to the next uh, next video. So we kind of got he got him and his girlfriend were out looking at places to I guess they were gonna get married or whatever, moving together. Got murdered by these gang members who had been driving. Admitted they'd been driving around looking for people to rob, to rob. So, and when they saw that he was a cop, they just decided to kill him. South LA gang members have pleaded guilty in the deadly shooting of an off-duty LAPD officer. This comes just days before their federal trial was set to begin. Officer Fernando Arroyos was shot and killed during a robbery as he and his girlfriend searched for a home in January of last year. In exchange for the pleas, prosecutors have agreed to seek prison terms between 35 and 50 years for two of the defendants and 35 years for the third. A fourth defendant, the girlfriend of one of the gang members, pleaded guilty back in April. I don't know if y'all heard that. They didn't get, they're not going to jail for murder. They're going to jail for some totally other different shit. You murdered this, this young man, cop or not, you murdered this young man, and they're going to get like 35 years. They'll probably do about 80% of the time, so they'll do maybe, maybe 30, maybe, or if not less, because this is California. And... This, this this man had his whole life in front of him. I think it's bullshit. So I would say that they pose a threat. Yeah, well, they're going to go to prison, but they should go to prison for the rest of their life or more than 30 years of it. Don't you think that this man's life was worth more than 30 years of the other ones? All those, you, you right, Darren. Fuck them yeah. from all. The pro, all in process, a lot, not saying all of them, a lot of these prosecutors, are, they're more worried about their uh, win-loss ratio. They'd rather make a deal than go to trial and take a chance. So they make these deals. And all it's doing is helping the, the convicts. These gang members that probably shot him, I mean, hell, but... They they might only be in their fifties when they get out. Still, plenty enough time to to you know continue their life of crime. Say, uh, Thomas Peter said, Marion County, Indiana. I believe last week it was a thirty-eight-year-old veteran deputy was transporting a prisoner for a medical, and a prisoner who I think had already murdered someone managed to overcome the deputy with his handcuffs and apparently strangled him to death. And then drove off in the vehicle before being caught. He should have been shot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. My stuff you see on TV on the movie. How did the inmate get to the pre the, the the thing? Well, did he not have a cage? Or I mean, well, you just transported somebody with no cage. Uh, yeah, but I set him next next to me in the passenger seat because I wasn't gonna put him behind me so I could get choked. He was right there beside me, so I was looking at him the whole time. So there's no telling. Anyway, it, damn prosecutors. I mean, come on, man. Lock, lock them up longer. 35 years. 30 years ain't enough for something like that. This next one's uh, uh, at least a, a good story. You know, the, the cops, you know, people can't bitch about it because they, they saved this uh, young man's life. Uh, somebody seen this guy with a gun, this kid, teenager, older teenager. Uh, I think he was very suicidal when the cops got there. And do what we do most most of the time. You just don't hear about it. Honestly, I think it's tragic, and I don't understand why two officers 
or not sent in any of those situations in extra shackling. I, I know. So problem is a lot of times they don't they don't have the manpower anymore. Nobody wants to be in law enforcement, unfortunately. Uh well it's not unfortunate, it's not our fault. Uh it's Lake gang members they, have pleaded guilty in the deadly shooting of an off-duty But well, we begin tonight with the outstanding actions of Warren police officers coming to the aid of a young man having a mental health crisis. Thank you so much for joining us for 7 Action News at 6. I'm Carolyn Clifford. And I'm Mike Duffy. Now, this incident highlights not only the training that officers go through for these types of situations, but also the compassion that they have for people in need. 7 Action Cops News reporter Emily Craig shows us how those Warren police officers made a connection connection with that young man and helped save a life. It was here behind this closed business in Warren on Nine Mile that Warren police truly changed a teenager's life by saving it. We had just came from another uh, mental health call actually. And that's when Warren police officers Charles Cobble and Chad Rosso got the call that would help save a teen's life. It started with a call to 911. I'm driving down Nine Mile and there's this young man in a cream colored hoodie with a backpack on, he's got a water bottle on his hand, he's got a gun, and the first time I saw it, he ended up to his head. I'm just kind of concerned for him. Whoa, relax. What are you doing? Hey, put it down, bro. I saw his finger on the trigger, and the first thing I wanted to do, the first thing I could do is just try to make contact. What's your name? I got the gun what, what's your name? The gun the teen what's had was loaded, and as Officer what, Rosso talked to him, Officer Cabo positioned himself with a taser and advised other officers to stand back. Okay, hey, listen. Hey, Jimmy, we got it. Hold on, we got it. hold on. I, I don't hey, want you to die. You got a family? You got a mom? What do you think, what, you, got your, you got a brother, a sister? What do you think they're gonna feel? The best thing that I can do is try to help you think outside of the chaos in your head. You know, what would your family think? What would your mom think? And then that's when he started to really open up. Let like, yeah, yeah. Can I help you? I'm not here to hurt you. Okay, well, listen, we'll take you back. I, I promise you, I will personally. He wasn't ready to go. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, if y'all, yeah, if y'all, it's low, so I don't know if y'all could hear it. Uh, they're talking to the kid, and uh, he said he was in a mental facility. And he wasn't ready to leave yet. Poor the, thing. The problem is with some of these, I've said it before. They keep you long enough until your insurance runs out, then they show you the door. And I guarantee you this is what happened here. This kid still wasn't finished with needed. He needed more treatment. Insurance ran out, so they're not making no money on it now, so then they put them out. Uh, and he knows he needed to stay. He's saying he wasn't ready. Yeah, the, the states need to, they want to spend money on, you know, illegal immigrants and all this other shit. They need to put money back into the mental health uh, system. And we, I remember we used to not have this bad of a problem until these states defunded all the state mental hospitals. Make sure you're taken care of. And officers Rosso and Cobble say police runs like this involving someone having a mental health crisis have increased dramatically. It has to do with like, you know, people either not reaching out for help or if they do get help, it's not long term because a lot of the facilities that were closed. Um, so, you know, hospitals are limited with resources. We're limited with resources. All you got to do is put that gun down. Sorry. It's OK. It's OK. Listen, put the gun down on the ground. Stop. Hold on. Turn around. You're OK. You're OK. We're all human. We all have things that go on in our lives. 
You know, we've all been in a very low point in our lives. And so, if anything, I, I feel very connected to him at the moment because I was able to walk him through maybe one of the lowest points in his life. You're okay. Being able to, you know, secure the firearm and take him to the hospital, get him the help that he needed, it was immense, you know. And even the embrace with uh, the parents that came to the hospital and, you know, talking to them, you know, they were very thankful. You made the right choice today, okay? <laughs> Put my hands on his shoulder and, and, you know, thanked him for, for doing the right thing and letting us help him. In Warren, Kimberly Craig, 7 Action News. Kim, we sure are thankful for their actions. Now, if you or someone you know is in distress, there is help out there. Someone's available to talk 24-7 on the 988 Suicide and Crisis Line. In fact, this month marks one year since that crisis line was implemented. Poor thing. All right. This happens all the time, uh, believe it or not. Uh, cops don't get enough credit for it. Uh, talking people out of it and stuff like that. Uh... Thank goodness uh, this this kid did not raise that gun up and put it pointed in their direction because they wouldn't have no choice. They'd have to shoot him. You, even you can't take that choice. Thank God the kid did not decide to do suicide by a cop, which happens a lot. And then the cops get blamed. Oh, y'all come and did this and that and this because you hear it all the time on the news. Uh, trust me, ninety nine point nine percent of all cops. I'm certain that uh would rather talk someone out of this than uh have to put them down themselves or something like that so good job for them at least the news finally put something positive out instead of negative on them so good job for them guys uh you know they they don't ever show enough uh compassion no, they only show enough positivity. Yeah, according to the news, they never. Oh show. no, you know we 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 just get up in the morning to just put our guns on. Yeah. So how many people can I shoot? What are we gonna do today? This next story, you don't. I, I came across it on police one uh, dot com. I hadn't. This hadn't. I didn't see nothing on no national news coverage or nothing. This is right here in Alabama, which is close to Louisiana, also. Two firemen were shot, got ambushed inside of the firehouse by somebody, by a suspect. Two of them got shot inside the firehouse while they were washing or working on a truck. You, you, this is craziness. Uh, one of them, one of them has passed away. This was last. This happened last week, oh. and uh, one of them did pass away from the gunshot wounds. I think the other one's still in critical care. And uh, let's see, uh, video number six. Let's pull it up. Yeah, pictures of and tonight them with here. the outstanding actions of Warren police officers coming to the Jerry aid of Falk. And that breaking news, we are learning more about the Birmingham firefighters injured in a shooting this morning in the Norwood community. I'm Guy Rawlings. They've been identified as Jordan Melton and Jamal Jones. Jordan Milton, this fella right here, with a big smile on his face who uh, just graduated. Uh, he'd been on been at the fire station about a year and a half. Just finished uh, graduated fire academy not oh. too long ago. He's the one that died uh, in uh, Jamal Jones right here. I think he's still in critical care fighting, fighting uh, in the hospital. 
remain at UAB Hospital after being shot while on duty this morning. Melton has critical injuries. Jones' injuries are serious. WVTM 13's Lisa Crane has been following this story all day, joins us live from Station 9 where the shooting happened. What can you tell us about the investigation, Lisa? Well, guys, I can tell you that right now, the police are working very hard to figure out who shot those two gentlemen right here in the Norwood neighborhood, right in front of, or right inside, I should say, station number nine here. As you can see it behind me, those gentlemen standing right inside the bay doors there, they were open at the time. It happened at about 8.30 this morning. And again, they were standing just inside those open bay doors. And you just heard, we have just learned very recently the names of the two victims and their condition. One listed in serious condition, the other in critical condition. We have been had Gladys Bautista standing by at UAB Hospital for most of the day, getting updates on their condition. And she joins us now a lot. Actually, I think we've lost her shot, but let's let's talk about... I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time hearing the producer here, but we know that those those folks that were injured were taken to UAB Hospital. Uh, within the last 30 minutes or so, we did learn their identities. Firefighter Jamal Jones and Firefighter Jordan Melton were the two shot today at Fire Station 9. We've learned Melton is in critical condition, Jones in serious condition, and we've been in contact with Jones' wife, who says doctors have been updating her on his condition all day. Officials with the Birmingham Fire and Rescue Service said in a statement, they send their thoughts and prayers to the two injured firefighters, their families, and the entire Birmingham Fire and Rescue family. Mayor Randall Woodfin in a statement on Twitter asked that the city join him in lifting up the entire Birmingham Fire and Rescue team as during this very- Now, I mean, this was a long video. Fast forward to my- I Those names go. a little while ago. They are, they, they have a, there's, they think they may know who it is. They believe it was targeted uh, towards one of the firemen. I think maybe the one that died. So this was either an argument over something, an argument over most likely a woman or something. But the other guy was, I guess, collateral damage because he was there. But uh, hopefully, young. yeah, hopefully they'll be uh, making an arrest uh, soon. That as of right now, the suspect's still out there. I think there's like a $15,000 reward or a $10,000 reward. Uh, if anybody can give them information leading to the arrest uh, of this guy, it's uh, it's messed up. You don't you don't hear firemen getting shot, especially in the firehouse itself. Uh, it almost made me think earlier when I was putting uh, everything together for tonight that uh, y'all know I do an end of watch at the beginning of every month for law enforcement. I never even thought about, uh, does anybody, I might have to, at the end of it or something, uh, do one for firemen. I would find out from Fluffy. I'm sure they have to have a fireman's down page or something like that. And, I'm sure they do. And look into that also because uh, who's saying their stuff? Uh, Mr. Peters over here says, horrible, absolutely horrible, rest in peace. Yeah, I mean, he was a young kid. I mean, you see, he just graduated. You see the smile on his face in that picture. I mean, he was just totally excited to be a fireman. Whoever thinks they're going to get shot at and killed in the fire station being a fireman. I mean, besides fires and stuff, firefighting, usually, you know, you don't have to worry about getting shot. So I was right there in Alabama, and I didn't, I haven't heard nothing has come across my, my news feeds out here. And I, I follow a lot of them. Trust me, I'm always reading. And, uh, this is the first I've heard of it yeah. right now. I'll have to talk to Fluffy and see if he even heard of it. I didn't, I didn't hear about it. You'd think that would hit hit national news. We're going to uh, this other uh, great city where people uh, need to uh, – well, I appreciate Billy. I am definitely going to look into it. Billy, that's a good idea. Uh, 
We're going to this other great city where everybody wants to go vacation. I know it's in New York City. Uh, you can go to New York pretty cheap now and on vacation because they have camping. Is you this can, the one you sent me yesterday? No. You, oh, you, is a different one? Yeah, you can camp out in in, uh, in New York on the sidewalk in just a tent, and you don't have to pay to stay anywhere. And, uh, no, when I sent you, was from Philadelphia. Oh. Anyway, New York City has uh, appointed a new police commissioner. Uh, sounds like the guy's going to be a good guy. Sounds like his department's behind him. The problem is, is you got this... You got these mayors over here that control the the, the police chiefs, unfortunately. That's why you should make him elected. But uh, he's a 34-year veteran, started out as, you know, just a beat cop and stuff like that. So let's hope he didn't forget where he came from all these years. The problem I have with aggravates me is that they're making a big deal out of it, is he's the first Latino police commissioner ever. I don't care. Nobody should care. I don't care if he's Latino. I don't care if he's Asian. I don't, I don't care what he is. I don't care if he's black, white, green, orange, purple, yellow. What people should care about is he going to do a good job? Is he going to do a good job? So let, let, let's jump over here to this one. Uh, that, that's, but I, I can't stand that breaking news. We're all it is. Just always Latino. Edward Caban has officially been sworn in as the 46th police commissioner. He's now the city's first Latino police commissioner. Caban has served the department since 1991 and took over after Keyshawn Sewell resigned last month. Fox 5's Lisa Evers is live outside the NYPD's 40th precinct station house in the Bronx where Caban began his career. Lisa, good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, Robert. Well, unlike other position announcements, which the mayor usually makes at City Hall or at police headquarters, this time around, he brought it home right to the very precinct and the neighborhood where it all began for new police commissioner Edward Caban. Now, hundreds of people filled the area here in the streets in front of the 40th precinct on Alexander Avenue and 138th Street to witness city history in the making. A son of the Bronx who began his law enforcement career on these very streets became the first Latino to run the nation's largest police department. The crowd reflected the wide support Commissioner Caban has garnered over his more than three decades of service. A, di a diverse group of his neighbors, community and political leaders and police officers both on duty and off came out and cheered for him. Among the NYPD ranks, Caban, we're told, has a reputation as a hands-on leader who's realistic about what it takes to make New Yorkers feel safe at this critical time. Here's Mayor Adams. As the mayor of the city of New York, I'm proud to appoint Edward Caban to be the next police commissioner of the New York City Police Department. That woman in pink back there is extremely she is happy, so huh? Excited. She is very happy. My journey with the NYPD began over 32 years ago. A young Puerto Rican kid from Parkchester. Standing on a footpost in the South Bronx, just like thousands who came before me and thousands who have come after me. Anyway, I'm hoping he's a good police chief. I don't care that he's Puerto Rican. I don't care if he's Latino, whatever. They should care about how good a job he's going to do. I give him a year to a year and a half. 
they go through police chiefs around there like crazy uh, commissioners because if something goes wrong, the mayor's going to blame it on him. So it, he ain't going to blame it on himself. So, unfortunately, I mean, he's out of time. He, he can retire, though. So, year and a half. Uh, Kelly says, when my brother was still working at the fire department, someone pushed a half a bed frame out of a building and almost killed him. Was it during a fire or were they just there for something else and somebody pushed it out? I mean, that's messed up. I mean, at least he didn't get hit. That could have been bad. This next one, uh, I think we're going back to uh, Los Angeles. Let me see. Anyway, this one is about uh, a lawsuit in the, uh, yes, LAPD has to pay $13 million. They lost the lawsuit. I'm sure they'll appeal, but $13 million. Uh, it is, what was bad is, Two cops that were working there, I think they got fired or something, sued the sued them in one for uh, uh, sexual discrimination, something like that, uh, and they won. Uh, we'll listen to it and see why. You uh, know, I can <laughs> got it, got the it with the has stereotyping as the forty sixth police commissioner. This former Metro police officer uh, on trial right now, accused of carrying out. I skipped one. I had him backwards, I believe. Uh, this guy right here, Los Angeles Police Department, he just got convicted. He's looking at life imprisonment. He did get found guilty. Uh, why he was uh, working, he was working for Los Angeles Metro Police. He freaking robbed three casinos. Armed robbed three casinos. Of course, I mean, come on. If anybody's been in a casino, they got cameras everywhere. The last one he robbed, I think he used his freaking service weapon while he was robbing it. That's him right there. Casino heist in the space of four months. Prosecutors say 35-year-old Caleb Rogers stole nearly $165,000 from strip casinos using his service weapon. We have some video of a court appearance he made back in March. Prosecutors say he is a gambling addict who committed the crimes to get out of debt. That trial expected to last until at least the end of the week. Brian? So. What is a strip casino? I guess, like, I, I don't know. It's not a big, I guess it's just on a strip. Oh. It's probably a smaller casino, but he's, he's a gambling addict. Uh, I guess he needed money to gamble or owed money. You know, did it now. He's going to probably spend the rest of his life in prison. Let's <clears throat> see where I messed up with it, this video. It wasn't seven. Did I not put that video up? I might not have. Uh, there's no video on that one. Anyway, these uh, these cops got it. What they got fired in? What they got fired for was they got accused. They this guy they they found a guy. Two units found a guy. I think there was a. He was passed out in a car. He ended up getting arrested, and he they had to bring have to bring him to the hospital or something. I think. He, drinking or something like that well the guy when he wakes up or something the next day somebody done shaved off his eyebrows and uh shaved off his eyebrows and they drew uh they said they drew so he had a hitler mustache drawn on him in black ink and his eyebrows were shaved off and drawn in weird with black ink and i think something might have been written on his face 
But these guys got blamed for it. Well, the reason they won this lawsuit for $13 million is because they didn't do it. There was two separate units there plus the EMS one. And uh, they got accused of it because that's what guys do. The other one, they had female cops there. And nobody ever even questioned that they might have done it. So it you found out. Straight for the guys. Yeah. That when they didn't do it, they uh, they won $13 million. And of course, they're probably going to appeal and have to fight it. I mean, I don't know if they probably end up getting their job back, but would you really want to go back and work for them people? No. So, but good for them. Uh, Billy said, yep, he's going to be a scapegoat. Kelly said they just, they just went on a call. I think it was a setup so they could kill a firefighter, and that's messed up. I mean, why people want to kill firefighters? People like firefighters. They like them better than policemen. That's for sure. This next one here, I guess I got pictures. Uh, let me pull the story up. This one you don't hear too often, okay? This one is way different. We're going to North Carolina. Got pictures three and four. Here's the fella right here, right above my head. He's the one that got arrested. Ran from the cops. This is the car he was driving. Uh, black. Flat black charger. Uh, not a bad looking car. Charlotte, North Carolina. A teenage driver, he had escaped. He actually got away. He escaped on uh, North Carolina deputies in a high speed car pursuit. He was later caught in an unexpected way. He said this don't happen too often. When his mother turned him in, according to the Rowan County Sheriff's Office, his mama turned him in. <laughs> Sound like, see, that's some shit I would do. Yeah. Her reason for doing this, like I said, because this is way out of the, the ordinary range. He was He's 19 years old. This is her car. He's driving her Dodge Charger during the pursuit. It happened on Saturday, July the 8th, uh, southbound Interstate 85. And investigators, investigators say the driver drew attention to himself by speeding past a deputy patrol car and switching his headlights off while he did it. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, just stupid. He's 19. He, he's, of course, he's stupid. The vehicle was traveling at a high rate of speed, and the deputy initiated a traffic or attempted to initiate a traffic stop on the same for the violation. The vehicle stopped briefly before speeding off in an attempt to evade a traffic stop. Sure. What he did, the cop probably got out and he punched it. Because they do that. They'll let you get halfway there and they'll take off because they get a bigger head start. Why are you yawning? Uh, what the hell's wrong with you? I don't know. Deputies pursued the vehicle and he continued swerving in and out of traffic and turning his lights off. The vehicle exited at Charlotte and after taking several side roads, the driver and the passenger jumped out of the car and ran from the vehicle, causing the vehicle to collide into a fence. Uh, the department's aircraft and K-9 units were brought in to search the area, but the driver escaped. However, the car itself proved to be an essential clue. If it's not stolen, you and Mama's car, they're going to find out where you live because they're going to call Mama. Anyway, they called Mama, and they discovered that it was her son. She brought her son into the sheriff's office. The teenager was charged with felony fleeing the lewd with the motor vehicle and given a $3,500 secured bond. Uh, 
I guess she turned him in because he wrecked her car, and she knew they were going to come get him eventually. So instead of just trying to hide him out and making the cops work harder for it, she turned him in, and he got bonded out. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got shot. Don't resist arrest. Or take your mama's car. Well, at least he uh, didn't crash it up too bad. And I feel sorry for him because mama probably going to whoop that ass when he got home. Whoop that ass. His mom was $3,500. He did all that. That woman in Chicago over there, bitch, her mom was $25,000. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Right? This next one, uh, all over the internet, you got people, who go, oh, man, it's such a good job. Nobody's above the law. Exactly. We're not above the law. Cops are not above the law. Nobody is. Uh, but if y'all haven't seen this, uh, chief deputy, like just like a second or third guy in command at a sheriff's office, got pulled over for speeding in a sheriff's office vehicle. And uh, we're going to see how it goes. Uh, Former Metro police officer on trial right now accused of carrying out three. The charger that just went by, sign's going to pick up in a second. This is uh, a city cop. No, it's not. It's an unmarked unit. Just in Florida. No, it's in Georgia. I'm sorry. Just Georgia. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, the the deputy, the chief chief deputy, he never he just, the guy recognized. Him. He was like, oh, "Really? This is from Henry County Police Department." Uh, oh. we took my license back, and the guy's like, "Yeah." So the the cop, me personally, has an attitude about it. So uh, we'll see why in a minute. I mean, hello. Guess who I just pulled over? Hey, Yarborough. Yeah, the chief deputy driving a Dodge Charger, a souped-up Dodge Charger that belongs to the sheriff's office. I just clocked this at 96 in a 35. What was the issue? I mean, why is he speeding? No, no reason. He's in an unmarked car. He just got a high-horsepower car and decided he wanted to play. It's your traffic stop. You do what you think you should do. I mean, I, I'm not telling you one way or the other. You do a 96 in a 35. Okay. Well, you know I don't care for him, so I'm going to ride his Yeah. <laughs> So now he's, he's on body cam. He said, well, you know, I'm going to write him because I don't like him. I don't care for him. Okay. <laughs> this is a full sheet of paper. Yeah. Sir, here's your ID back. This is your copy of the citation. If you would sign right here. It's got a court date, time it's a must appear. Please slow down and have a safe day. Now, Chief Deputy, like I said, probably number two or number three in the sheriff's office. This is just a regular patrol cop from a city cop. Uh, get a guy with speed. He didn't even ask him if he, if he was speeding. Was he? On his way to something. 
they have, I mean, didn't ask him. I'll, I'm going to give this chief deputy something. He never, he didn't get rude. He didn't try to use nothing, saying, hey, I can't believe you great me digging. He didn't say a word. He played the whole time. Uh, I guarantee you, uh, I, I'm willing to bet. I'd like to see in about a year if this guy ain't uh, working in the jail or, or on litter litter crew or something. I'm not talking about the, the, the sheriff's office guy. I'm talking about this city cop that wrote this high-ranking sheriff's guy ticket. I'd like to know if this guy is going to pay the ticket or shit's going to get fixed. It's going to get fixed. That's what I think. So, I mean, the the cop himself, I mean, he, he's, just, he's just a little cocky bastard. What, he tried to get on the sheriff's office and they wouldn't have him or something? I don't know. Uh, I guarantee you he, he got pulled into the chief's office. He got talked about it. Because whoever he called, he's like, well, I ain't going to tell you what to do. It's your traffic stop. That's the indication right there. He's not saying, hey, man, I wouldn't write that dude a ticket if I was you. But that's what he basically was thinking. He's, well, like, he's going to get it fixed because he just took it. Like, he's, he's like, but that guy's like, yeah, I, mean, you know, I don't like him anyway. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah, it's, really. it's all over the name. So, uh, whatever it is, I mean, uh, I think it was a dick move. Uh, I mean, I'll tell, be honest with you. I pulled over a shit ton of cops in my career. Uh Going way over the speed limit, and I've never written any of them. I was like, dude, come on, man, fucking slow down. This, this, this PD guy, he's just a dick. Of course, you got all the, you know, people, oh, he, such, he did such a good job. Yeah, well, he did his job. Like I said, they got discretion also, too. He could have used discretion in there, but he didn't. So, ass not gonna, I guarantee you, city cops aren't going to end up working out for him too well. Yeah, you did send me one like that. They had a whole bunch of different videos on it. But, uh, yeah, I just, I think I, I would, personally, I'd have looked at him and said, all right, you're on a little fast there, Chief. Uh, just want to slow it down a little bit for me, all right? He'd probably say, all right, thank you, and been about his business. But this guy obviously has beef with people. And uh, when he saw, really, and, and knew who it was, I was, yeah, come on. Had a guy, yeah. People probably, they probably a lot of people out there that disagree with me. Don't really give a shit. I wouldn't wrote to do the ticket. I mean, just the way I've pulled over people doing a hundred plus miles an hour in a sixty, which I could have freaking brought them to jail for also, and I just wrote them a ticket. And a lot of times I'd knock the speed down on it so it didn't cost them so much. It's called discretion. Where I pull people over all the time now, you know. Their license is expired or something else. They got they got two or three violations. I could write them for cost them a thousand dollars, and I write them one ticket instead of three or four. Oh, they have blue halos. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's called discretion. So uh, I just gonna say, you know, I mean, the city. A lot of people are like, oh, he thinks he did such a good job. No, yeah, that was just fucked up. Kind of like the other situation that that uh. Florida cop that pulled that other cop over in a fucking marked unit. Uh, just, I, I guess, I guess cops are just at war with each other now. That's why I said that thin blue line. Yeah, that's why I did that episode a long time ago called the paper thin line. Getting so, thinner and thinner. Yeah, yeah, it is. Going to our last story, then we will vote on some hot nuts. Really, haven't been any. Yeah, they had to have some. I don't know. You don't think so? None of them's been funny to me. 
Some of them's been stupid, I guess so. What about the cop that was robbing casinos? Oh, well, that's just ignorant. Well, that's a, he's a hot nut. Yeah, I guess so. All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, getting all bossy just, and shit on side me. Side note. <laughs> this last one, we're going to Detroit. Gotta love Detroit, right? Uh, now, I got, I got, I've watched the video. This is a, about a Detroit police commissioner. Uh, I don't believe this is the, like the guy over the whole police department. I'm not sure uh, how it works over there. It sounds like he was almost a civilian type of police commissioner or something. I'm, I don't know. I don't think he's like a cop cop. I'm not sure. But it sounds like they have different commissioners for different areas. I'm not sure. But anyway, this guy ended up, uh, he got he got a ticket also. He got himself so everybody. He ended up having to resign over the ticket he got. Because uh, instead of stopping for a Big Mac, I mean, or, or an Egg McMuffin in the morning for breakfast, he decided uh, to stop for something else on his way to work that morning. In the nation of Detroit Police Commissioner Brian Ferguson, who allegedly engaged <laughs> with a sex worker. What? What in the world? What he decided to have for breakfast what was a blowjob. What? <laughs> well, you should have led with this one. <laughs> He decided to get a blowjob for breakfast. Stop it. I mean, <laughs> so, yeah. Yesterday morning. Good evening. I'm Mike Duffy. And I'm Carolyn Clifford. Tonight, 7 Action News reporter Kimberly Craig is talking to the head of the undercover unit that ticketed him. We're outside the union local where the Board of Police Commissioners will be meeting this evening. And absent will be Brian Ferguson. I'm sorry, I know you audio people uh, can't hear. You hear this, this reporter lady's voice? Sounds like a man. <laughs> you just you see her and you hear the voice. And it just, it's like, what? <laughs> it's like she has such a deep yeah. voice. It's, it's definitely female. <laughs> and I said, what is this? He said, um, it's a ticket. I said, okay, for what? And he said, uh, possible uh, solicitation of prostitution. I said, what? That's Brian Ferguson. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, y'all, y'all remember that, that, that interview they did with the ladies? They did. She said, my neighbor came over, and she said, and I said, what? And she said, girl, your house is on fire. And she said, I said, no. And she said, uh-huh. And I had to leave. That's what reminded me of. Not today. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Been talking to seven investigator Ross Jones before resigning as a Detroit police commissioner. Ferguson claiming that he only stopped in the area of Schoolcraft and Sorrento around seven o'clock Wednesday morning to check out a noise he heard in his trunk. And as he was getting back into his vehicle, a woman jumped into his passenger seat. And I started screaming at her, get the F out of my truck. I was cussing. Get the F out of my truck. Get out. Get out right now. He was far-fetched from the truth. Detroit Police Commissioner Willie Bell, who is retired DPD, is not buying Ferguson's claims of innocence. That is just a made-up story. Uh, it was not a good story. It didn't happen that way, not at all. People don't jump into your car. In that situation, he got caught in the act. Simple as that. Wayne County Sheriff deputies working undercover say they observed Ferguson stop his vehicle to talk to the woman they say is a known prostitute in an area known for prostitution. Investigators say she got in and he drove a short distance before he stopped and they engaged in a sex act. Then the officers approached the vehicle and uh, 
made observations from there. She hollered out, please help me, he's gonna kill me. I said, I don't even care, get out of my truck. He never made any claims as to there was a struggle or he was trying to get her out of his vehicle. But he drove down the road a little bit. I said, get out my truck. And next thing I know, she put my dick in her mouth. And I said, girl, take my dick out your mouth. <laughs> this dude oh, here. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't fool that other guy, though. It's like, come on, dude. I don't know. Maybe he thought he was doing community policing. The food bank wasn't open yet. She was hungry. She said she was on a diet and just needed some protein for, for breakfast. And he was just trying to be a, a, a good police commissioner. Instead and of give, you serving the community, and giving, the community serve and, and you. giving back to the community. Yeah. Or, or what, see what I'm thinking is it is 2023. He was on his way to work. He saw this woman. She appeared intoxicated, and he now identifies as a breathalyzer machine. Oh, hell. So he just said, ma'am, I think you're drunk. You need a blow in of this right here. I mean, it's all. Well, it you worked. Can, you can explain it away. It worked. Several times he asked if he could say something. Uh, they asked, what do you want to say? And uh, he identified himself as a... Uh, Detroit Police Commissioner. Oh, see, he messed uh, up. Request came out. Can you help? He me identified himself as the Detroit Police Commissioner. Should it have identified as a breathalyzer? Ned said, "Oh, we're sorry." Ned had to let him go. It caught him off guard. Mm-mm. I like his. Help habit. me out with this. Both Ferguson <laughs> yes. and the woman were ticketed were for indecent and obscene conduct. No one answered the door at his house today. Then this afternoon, Ferguson released a statement announcing he's stepping down. In it, he said, after further consideration of the best interests of my family and the board, I am choosing to resign as District 1 Police Commissioner, effective immediately. People want accountability, and he's been on that bandwagon for about a year. So, therefore, I'm glad he complied with his own concerns. In Detroit, Kimberly Craig said... He was being accountable? He counted out them them dollars and one, two, how much owe you, girl? Two, Twenty dollars. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, I just, yep, yeah, he just should identify it as a, a breathalyzer. Uh, so anyway, that's it. Uh, I'm going to tell y'all right now. Uh, Mr. Blowjob is getting my vote for the hot nuts because uh, obviously that's what he was trying to give the prostitute was a hot nut. So. Oh my god! What? You're so cheesy. You just mad you didn't think of it. I wouldn't have said it. But but I'm hilarious. See everybody. Oh my wife here thinks. All she ever tells me is I'm stupid. Y'all, y'all don't like, live with I, him. I am not funny. I'm like, oh, lots of people think I'm funny. Oh, well, they only have to deal with you once a week. I put, out more, stu- I put out more than that. Uh, I'm like that prostitute. I'm trying to put out all the time. <laughs> that was good, too. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead and vote on the hot nuts. We got the we got the uh, blowjob chief. We got. Uh, I'm gonna go with him. We got the uh, ex cop that was uh, robbing the casinos. He he's pretty much a hot nut. We got the boy that got his mama turned his ass in. We're gonna go with them. Thank you, Billy. I had fun.
Yeah, I've been asking her to do a show with me for a long time. She wouldn't do it. This is my hour break from you. When you're in here, I get to go in there and just be free. Now I have to leave here and go in there with you. Like, where's my break? <laughs> it was only a $10 blowjob. Oh, I cheap, thought it was twenty. Cheap, it got cheap. interrupted, maybe. I don't know how much. No, I don't know. I don't know how much they pay for blowjobs. That just depends on if she's got teeth or not. Oh yeah, true. I mean, if she don't have teeth, you, you pay, pay more. You pay more for yes. no teeth. Yes. Don't worry about any scrapage or nothing like That's that. That's right. Looks like uh, the blowjob chief is actually gonna to win it. I know. That's what I'm, I'm in it, for that one. In it to win it on the blowjob chief. Right there. I'm gonna do a new hot nut page. No, we need a new picture of the booty right there. You're a stupid dumbass. That was the chief. He's a stupid dumbass. You dumb motherfucker! Obviously, you don't know what the cops are doing in the same district where he uh, was a commissioner. Dumbass motherfuckers. You're a stupid dumbass. Hopefully, uh, we're having a lot of uh, Louisiana crime lately. I'm probably going to try to do one this weekend. I don't think we've got to be plans this weekend. So, besides me needing to cut grass if it don't rain. Y'all, it's been like 100 and hell degrees around here lately. Uh, it's been averaging about 110 feel like temperature. I think the uh, heat index was 114 today when I checked. Aaron, by the time you get your cup, a whole new kind of cup's going to be in style. <laughs> well, the I keep telling her. Be I told you. It. It's but been you see, done for I, a year. I told her two weekends ago to remind me to go to the post office and mail stuff. No, she, you got to remind yourself. And she won't remind me. Uh, Thomas Peter says someone gave me a t-shirt that says I'm not gay, but 50 bucks is 50 bucks uh cost i don't know if he's got enough money for me to do that i don't need 50 bucks that bad at all uh i'm waiting on my uh, yes you're grown that thank you you know what you're not helping aa ron no he's on my side you're, he's you're, wanting you're his cup helping. you're not helping he wants you're his not cup. helping whatsoever uh <laughs> I got I got uh Billy's T-shirt and shit too, See, and, and the scratches. What about I that whole big suck. box we've been putting together for JoJo? I need to work overtime to mail that. JoJo, look, all this has been ready for you. This bit we have a big old box for you. We've been adding stuff and adding stuff. It's gonna cost me two hundred dollars. No more in this box. It's gonna cost me two hundred dollars to mail that box. Oh, it weighs too much. I have to take some shit out. <laughs> anyway, I hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, I had fun, even though we didn't have this many funny story. You know, Bam didn't know the stories ahead of time. I did not. So she just. Well, this just come about with me being on here, like on my way home from work a while ago. So. Yes. Thanks a lot, Freebird and Holstera. <laughs> I got voluntold. Voluntold, yes. Uh, well, I was about to get stuck out. You, you, That's you, right, you, you're not you're not helping there. Yes, not, he's my friend. Be, bros are supposed to stick together. It's not, it's not doing. Anyway, I appreciate everybody being here. Uh, 
I need to prepare her better next time, Alex. I know. Oh, I know. now listen. Did you get that go-kart flag yet for that truck? <laughs> he has a new truck, and he calls me. I just passed you, and you didn't wave. I cannot recognize the truck. I need a go-kart flag, some kind of something, so I can see him coming. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. Kelly got Thank her you. sliding Biden shirt. Mine should be here not too long. I got me one. I'm wearing it on here. Sliding Biden. Thanks, Thomas. Everybody, remember uh, to watch your back, watch your partner's back, uh, that we're lions, not sheepdogs. We're going to take care of our pride uh, and the smile because I could always be behind you till this weekend. I'll put something out, and uh, y'all be safe. Bye, y'all. Because I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'm going to do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks, I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make. Yo, I got a lot of shit to say, so I'ma do this every day. I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my Clear.